Welcome back to Pros and Content brought to you by Notch. I'm your host, Ellen Schwartz, and this episode is for our SEO aficionados who are looking to prove the impact of all the details you track. Abhishek Sarana Rajendra is VP of Organic Growth at Course Hero, and he has the optimization part of this solidly in focus. He has made SEO relevant outside of his immediate team by incorporating it into organizational processes and showing its impact on the business metrics. Just a note, at one point, I did ask Abhishek to list the tools he uses for accomplishing all of this, but you can put your pencils down. They are all included in the show notes. Really quick, before you forget, do me a favor and make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss a single episode with these leading B2B SaaS marketers who know how to prove their contribution to business growth at all stages of the funnel. And now here's your interview. Hey, Abhishek, it's great to have you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me and hello to all of your listeners. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. I'm super, super pumped to dig into you because you, I think, know 10 times as much as I ever will about SEO, but especially how to get your whole organization on board, building this culture around SEO. You're doing some stuff that I have not heard other people do. So I'm Super, super excited to dig into all of this with you. To start us off, though, talk a little bit about your background. How did you land in this role where you're so focused on SEO? Yeah, my my background is engineering, computer engineering. And my first job where I was mostly focused on front and back in engineering, I realized that we are mostly focused on growth and growth via SEO. And this interest and passion in better understanding this channel. And we were driving millions of visits just by making sure that we are optimizing for the top of the funnel with tweaks to to technical SEO, you're making sure that your pages are performing. And over time, that passion grew. And when I joined my current company, Course Hero, again, joined as an engineer, very quickly realized the enormous potential this business has from an SEO perspective. They had tons of content and there wasn't an SEO team. There wasn't a prioritized like focus on optimizing for this channel. And I took it upon myself I took it upon myself to do an SEO audit. We came up with like 50 different action items. And to my surprise, the organization, the engineering team went ahead and implemented all of those 50 action items. And obviously, they were categorized in high, medium, and low priorities. Sure, but that's awesome. Huge, huge growth in, in traffic over, over the next few months and quarters. That is really cool. That's also incredible that someone would look at these like 50 items is a lot of items. But for you to be able to say this is the impact that we think we're going to be able to see is really big. So that's awesome. Well done you. But also like, how are you going about it to where you can show that that's like the trust of an organization? Like, is there is that built in? Or is it something where you had to really outline it's these 50 items, but if we don't do that, is it like a, if we do do them, if we don't do them, what was that like? I think it's trust that, that you, you gain over time. You make sure you're, you're demonstrating impact. You obviously cannot prioritize all of that at once. So what are some low-hanging fruits that you can start executing on and making, make sure that you have some way of quantifying the impact? If the business doesn't see the impact or is, is not able to quantify it, it's not going to be able to continue to invest in the channel. So I think that's something that worked for us. And also there should be some high level buy-in from, from the executive team, the leadership team, and in understanding the power of this channel. Because among all of the different channels that, that there are top of the funnel for user acquisition, SEO, I believe, is, is one of the most powerful 
And it is also really high ROI because the investments in this channel are, are mostly the people. It, unlike many other channels, let's say paid advertising, digital marketing, you have to keep cranking out dollars to make sure you, you, you're getting the traffic from, from that source. But here, you make sure you have a strategy in place, you deliver on, on, on that baseline strategy, and then you, you, you can easily go into maintenance mode without spending a ton on, on this channel. So it's, it's really high ROI. It, it pains me when, when different organizations don't prioritize this because I, I want to like scream at them and it's like, okay, <laughs> just understand the, the potential of this, this channel. Just give it a shot. It's not hard. It's not black box. It's quantifiable and it's scalable. And I think that though is unique that you're able to underline that, that it is quantifiable, that there is value, that you will see it because that's something where SEO feels very in the clouds or very, very top of funnel to where like if you can't, because there are so many steps, I think especially in tech, especially in SaaS to where it's like, there's going to be 17 more steps in between this SEO, the finding of you and the actual buying from you. So how are you really like, I love that you said, I think you said the power of SEO and what it can do with, you know, the people hours, which means that you're not having to vie for budget. You've got the people there already. So how do you actually go about, not how do you actually go about, how do I want to rephrase this? It's a little bit more of like, yeah, yeah. Evangelization happens fairly early on in, in, in our road mapping process, you want to make sure product managers see the potential of, of, of this channel for, because let's say you're building a product or creating content at scale. And the eventual goal is, is either leads or subscriptions or, or, or revenue generated from, mm-hmm. from the product. For that, your users need to discover that content. Again, I'm talking about like online marketplaces, like a product that is mostly online focused. And for a user to be able to discover your content, obviously there are all of these channels that, that you can double down on, but one and the most powerful, in my opinion, is, is SEO. And for us to be able to make sure content is discoverable for bots, you need to understand the, the journey content goes through from an SEO perspective. We talk about user journey, then there's this SEO journey or the SEO funnel that if product owners can better understand, that will help them better prioritize and understand the opportunity here. And when I talk about SEO funnel, it's, it's about once you have the content, you have to make sure that the content is discoverable. And once it's discoverable, you have to make sure that it is, it is crawlable. Once, and by, by crawlable, I mean like by, by Google bots and different search engine bots. And then once it's crawled, you want to, you want to make sure that that content is indexed at a high rate. And that is influenced by your internal linking strategy, the quality of the content, the page performance. And then once the content is indexed, you have to make sure your metadata and everything is attractive enough for the users to drive clicks that will improve your CTR on Google Search. And once you get through that, you have to make sure once users are landing on your page that they are really engaging with that content. There's low bounce rates, more time on site, more pages per session. And then the rest of the funnel takes, go- takes over, which is your subscription funnel, your, your registration funnel, your leads. So that's basically making sure your product owners understand this funnel and then make it evident what the opportunity is. If we improve your discovery of the content by X percent, what does it translate to indexation, traffic, and then your most important business metric that you're trying to move? Yeah. So you just named a million things, which if you're not an SEO, I think can feel 
like a huge chore. If you haven't been watching for it up until this point, it's like, oh my God, I have to go back and I have to go do all of these things now to really get my site to be that really good functioning engine. So you've done something though at Course Hero, which is addressing that, which is to like really get this in cult, like this culture embedded within your product team. So can you talk a little bit about that culture of it and what that process looks like when it comes to this SEO. It's truly SEO best practice is what it is. Yeah, the culture here that we have created is is making sure that the organization doesn't see SEO in a silo. It's in your day-to-day thinking about the product, the growth of the product, top of the funnel user acquisition. It's part of each product roadmaps versus SEO having its own like separate roadmap. Obviously, we work on SEO infrastructure, indexation-related stuff, sitemaps, some page performance. Stuff. But a lot of what we focus on on the SEO team is, is making sure that each product team is really buying into the power of SEO and making sure that the insights that we are generating are part of their roadmaps versus ours. Otherwise, you're always going to have this push and pull of like, if a product is not generating enough traffic, it shouldn't be the SEO team that's trying to figure it out. It should be the product team working with the SEO team, trying to understand what where the issues are and, and trying to solve for it. And that really happens if each product team is measuring and monitoring different SEO metrics versus just the SEO team monitoring that. Yeah, the product team really needs to own that piece of it. This is something I've run into as a marketer is that you want me to market something, but I'm not the one who's close to the work. Can you help me understand what it is? Or better yet, can you just own it? Can you be the person who's explaining it, who's like getting the right keywords in this particular example to say, this is what's going on? I think it's key though that this is all really just like interwoven into this product process because that's where it makes it very achievable. It means that anytime you're launching something new, this is already thought about. This is not something that you have to go back to, to figure out and do all of the metadata and do all of these things that feel like extra work if you have to go back to them. Because you're already thinking about as a product manager, everything you just said, like you know what your keywords are, your key audience and the things that they need to be, that you need to do to get in front of them. So just incorporate this here at the very beginning, make that partnership something that can work for everybody for the long run. So that's really, I think, a key takeaway that people should have from this particular podcast is like, there's a way to systematize this to where you are working smarter instead of feeling like you're about to have like a a whole day full of SEO. I wanted to jump back a little bit because you mentioned something at the very top about how you can throw money behind a paid search, but when the money turns off, so does the search. So it's like, how do you kind of address this idea that you're going to have a finite number of people searching for it and you need to get in front of them. So like SEO kind of does address that, but you can't just like make more people search for your particular products. That's where people like start throwing paid behind it. So what's the balance here? What's the what's the strategy? Yeah, with SEO, there's, it's a zero-sum game. There's a finite market share that you're trying to optimize for. And what's really important here is not try to trick Google into mm. optimizing your site from an SEO perspective, but really to partner with Google and, and different search engines to help them surface the best results on their search engines. And this is where I think the true magic happens. When you're trying to make sure that you are optimizing 
your product, the user experience, so that it's optimized for Google's users. Because again, Google doesn't, at the end of the day, just like many, let's say, entertainment sites like Netflix, it wants more users spending time mm. on its site. You want Google wants more users spending time on, on Google and are actually um, uh, getting the value that they are uh, looking for. So the job of an SEO here is, is to make sure you, you are elevating that value to the, to the users who are searching on Google and to also deliver on that value. And I'm sure at the core of it, most product owners also want that for the user. So there's a lot of like alignment and synergy in terms of what's best for user experience and SEO. It's just that you need mm-hmm. to be aware of some of the other best practices that is very specific to SEO. And then a lot of it is, is just optimizing for user experience, making sure that page performance is not an afterthought, making sure that you are optimizing not just for landings, but also return users. You're aware of the different factors influencing SEO because there's, there's a lot of like on-page technical factors. There is demand. There is seasonality. There is competition. There's some of them are going to be free competition. Some of them are going to be paid competition. There's your user experience. There is your paywalling that can have an impact. So there's a lot of different factors that can impact how much SEO traffic that you're getting. Trust, your internal linking strategy, your, your meta tags and stuff. So understanding and laying that out for, for different product owners to understand what are all the different external factors, what are all some of the Google factors, what are some of the technical factors, what are some of the linking factors, and identifying where there are gaps and using that to create a roadmap around SEO and prioritize that and, and really tackling them one at a time. And for each of the ones that you're making a change, making sure that you're quantifying it in a way that you can go back and scale and iterate on it. And that's where the true magic happens. It's not like do it once and done, iterating on some of your wins and then learn from that and apply it to other products as well. Yeah, I think if I'm remembering correctly, you have a pretty decent example of this iteration idea of like identifying what's really working. And for this example, it was like that you knew your US markets were stronger than some of your other markets. So can you kind of talk us through how you started, how you identified that that was where you should lean in because it was providing value and then what you did next? Yeah, that's a great question. I think something that marketers, SEOs should realize their job is not to drive more traffic, period. It is to drive more qualified, targeted traffic. Aha, <laughs> I like it. At the end of the day, what, what really matters is the traffic that you're driving is generating business value. Whatever that is for your business. Again, like I said previously, it could be leads, it could be signups, it could be subscriptions, revenue. So aligning with that goal and then working backwards from there cohort of traffic do I need to improve? Because for us, it was not about just getting more traffic. We can easily scale that if we, if we wanted to by acquiring content in, in different geos, maybe, but that is of lower business value. So we focused our energy on focusing in optimizing the markets that are most profitable for us from a business value perspective. And US is, is one of those markets. There are, there are others that we have identified. Obviously, that doesn't mean that you don't scale in some of the other markets that are today sure. lower value, but you prioritize accordingly from an SEO perspective. So our, our focus has been, how do we take all of the content that is US centric, is English or is demanded and, and really promote that content. And maybe that is at the cost of other traffic. Maybe mm-hmm. overall your traffic might go down, but because the focus is so much on, on this cohort, even a small improvement here can have a meaningful, tangible impact on your business value. 
So let me lean into that for a minute, because what you just said is that you might see lower traffic. And I think that is one of the metrics people look to is if your SEO is working, you will have more traffic. But you just said if you're actually looking to the final business result, you might see less traffic, but it is more valuable traffic. Exactly. Yeah. If you can prove that the traffic, the trade-offs that you're making are net positive for the business, then I'm, I'm, I'm sure your, your execs will buy into that strategy. For sure. That's like the definition of doing more with less, right? <laughs> like, yay, you did it. You did more uh, with less stuff. So that's really cool. I want to dig into a little bit of the how do we do this? And we need to set the stage for a couple of things for this. So the first one is, I want to understand a little bit about how you motivate the people on your team to become good at this. I know we've talked a lot about how it is a culture at Course Hero, but it didn't probably start out that way. So is there a way that you really built this among your team? Yeah, in the early days, it was the, the SEO team, team trying to actively evangelize and make sure other teams are focusing on, on this channel from where it started seven, eight years ago and where it is now. It, it is each of the product teams vying for, for SEO resources and prioritization. And we've come a long way. And the way we have achieved that is obviously trying to demonstrate impact. Sure. And if you do that for a specific product, now other product owners are, are trying to leverage that as well. And then for your own team, making sure that they see the impact. Because SEO for, let's say, an engineer, is, it's not very like cutting edge, fancy technology that, that you're working with. Probably not what you signed up to do. Yeah. And maybe you, you, you join this team because you, you see the impact. And, and as a leader in, in this space, your responsibility is to make sure they continue to see that. And, and not just for the sake of saying that there is impact, but actually show it to them. There, there are a number of things that we do here. An example is every quarter or every other quarter will we'll run what we call like an SEOthon. Sometimes we'll, we'll term it differently and call it growthathon. And what it is, is we have a, a two-week period where all of our engineers, product owners who are focused on SEO come together and just work on SEO bugs and, and fixing any issues that we have in this channel and identifying other opportunities, anything and everything that you can complete in a two-week period. And the focus here is on quantity more than quality because the rest of the quarter, the rest of your roadmap is just focusing on delivering quality product periods. But this two-week period is just crushing bugs related to SEO and, and, and you can also expand that to growth. I have a great visual of you guys like literally squashing some bugs all around your SEO. But just kind of say this again. So like your SEO-thon is a big focus on just making sure that you're honing all of these things that you maybe have put on your list that have never been prioritized. So just like, guys, we're going to get this done. Let's come on. Let's SEO-thon or growth-thon this. Cool. So what's the result? We generally start with a chant like SEO. <laughs> you know, and, and, and really get the energy flowing. We, we have a leaderboard, the individual with the most points, which could be fixing the most number of bugs, uh, doing the most QA and, and code reviews and, and finding the most yeah. bugs. There's like prizes for that. And then we also, at the end of it, celebrate with the team going out for lunch, dinner. And in this day and age, we'll, we'll do something online as well. Sure. But what we have seen from an impact perspective is, is obviously it motivates the team and gets everyone together and understand the, 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 the power of this channel. But then we also see tangible impact in, in traffic. It doesn't happen right away, but in two to four week period, we see our growth rates comparing to 
same period last year are trending much better. Some of our other leading metrics are trending better. So this is one way we really try to get the team together. And sometimes it has the unintentional impact of positive impact of attracting other engineers from other teams to actually participate in this and eventually consider a transition to the SEO team. Uh, hey, uh, a little bit of like friendly competition that says that looks like a lot of fun and I want to join the party. I love that. So basically, because you've had like that big focus on getting everything honed in and functioning really well, then in like four weeks, you can just really see the payoff. It is big effort, bigger payoff, like something, an actual bump that you can you know correlate or correspond to that effort, which it is really motivating. And it is something that will keep your team saying, that was worth it. I'll happily do it again next quarter because we saw some great stuff. Plus, you get to report it up the chain to say, look what we did. Yay. That's awesome. I love that. And I like that you can celebrate it too. That seems also important. So, okay. So that's a little bit of the how. And then the other half of the how would be the actual tech stack. So just in case anyone is unsure of where you might go to do all of this work, what would the basics of an SEO tech stack look like? The tech stack here, by, by tech stack, if you're talking about like tools that yeah. one could use, obviously you need to have something that will help you measure your, your key metrics, primary success metrics, which would be traffic. You could use Google Analytics or Amplitude. Then you have your crawl and indexation trackers, and, and that could be via Google Search Console. You can have your you can build your own as well as, as necessary if you're trying to scale. Then you need something that will help you track rankings. And the one that I keep going back to is, is SEMrush, but there are tools that will help with that. You need a tool that will help you understand what is the overall health of your technical SEO for your product. And for that, I go back. I highly recommend marketers to look into Bodyfy, especially if you're doing SEO at scale. It's something to have a good understanding of your backlink profile and your external domain health. And for that, Ahrefs is, is a good tool. To, to leverage. There's a, a lot of different tools that you can leverage. What it comes down to is what tools that you have in-house that will help you quantify this and also how you use these tools. An example is, let's say you're making a change from an SEO perspective. A simple change, let's say you're, you're just changing the title or are you changing your internal linking structure. You need to be able to set it up in a way where you can like A-B test it. It's it's very different way of trying to quantify for SEO because most folks are, are very used to user-centric A-B testing, not SEO A-B testing. So this is more mostly how you bucket your URLs, your content, you split it into two buckets. And maybe you, you try to make sure that it's a similar age, similar volume. They maybe generate the similar amount of traffic. Maybe they generate the similar amount of revenue. They have similar crawls. And once you have those two equal buckets, you have your control, and then you apply the change to your treatment bucket. And now you just track how these metrics are trending over the next four to six weeks. How is crawl trending? How is indexation trend trending? How is traffic trending? Any other further down the funnel metrics that you're tracking? And that is, is your A-B test. Now, the change that you have made, assuming you've done a good job of creating two equal buckets, one is your control and, and, and whatever variance you see in your test bucket is is the impact of the change that you made and now you yeah. can take assuming this is positive even if it's negative that's a good insight to have but if it's positive you can take this to a scale it to more content pieces maybe take it to other parts of the product and use this as 
like a leverage to to optimize more SEO experimentation and, and, and just more investment in this channel. Yeah, I appreciate this example because I don't think that's something I realize you could do with SEO, but it makes a lot of sense to where if you can get, you know, you log your changes, you know what you're doing to a certain set of pages and then start tracking how they perform against your control group, which again, I mentioned this several episodes ago with uh, Karina Owens. It was like, it never occurred to me in my A-B testing just for my stupid email subjects that maybe I should have a control test, right? Like, hmm, basics of statistical analysis. But that's just me. So that's like, I think a really good way. And like you said, assuming it's positive, you can take that then too and say, cool, we know that we need to start applying this across more pages. That can then become your baseline for your next A-B test. So you start to kind of branch out and branch out and branch out. What other metrics do you track? And are there any other tactics that you use when you're showing the value of this SEO work? We track a ton of metrics. I, I, I think we have a <laughs> Yeah, let me, let me not, this is, you don't have to necessarily list them all, but like, are there kind of, what are your thoughts behind that? What's this a good strategy to employ? I, I think for most marketers and organizations that are just starting on SEO and, and trying to figure out the right investment strategy here, the key metrics would be traffic from this channel and year over year growth rate of that. What is your indexation of the content that you're publishing to Google? So let's say you're publishing 10,000 pages, how many of those are currently indexed on Google and understanding that for each of your products. If possible, understanding your the crawl health of your product, which is how often does Google crawl your pages? And that's a leading indicator for how much traffic or impressions it can generate uh, further down the line. So these are probably the three and then page performance. You have to make sure that you're on top of it. You don't have to invest in it if it's already looking good. But if on Google Search Console, you see that some of your pages are lagging. There are some errors with your core web vitals. Those are things that you want to fix because at the end of the day, the three most important ranking factors from a Google perspective is, is the quality of the content, the uniqueness, the value the, your content is delivering, the internal linking and external linking. So the links matter the most. And then number three is page performance. And if you are doing a reasonable job of these three, I think you, you, you're set to leave it on maintenance mode if you don't want to continue optimizing for it. But again, there are other opportunities to optimize from a non-page technical perspective, SEO perspective, duplicate content, your meta tags, your schema, how you optimize your sitemaps, how you position yourself when compared to a competitor and really optimize your internal linking strategy to, to deliver more value, how much content you put in front of the paywall versus behind. There's a lot of like advanced SEO tactics that you can apply. And I like to say this, which is like SEO is not hard. It's actually very easy, but to do SEO right is very hard. And, and that is where a lot of SEO marketers really falter. Yeah, and I think that is where they falter. But I think the inverse of that is that's where someone who is paying attention to these basics that you've talked about can be very successful because yeah. you know that that's where other SEO people are falling flat or other companies are falling flat. So I think that's what I want this for me, the takeaway for this episode is in this conversation is that it's exactly that. You can do some very simple things very well to see the impact and you can demonstrate that impact by everything you kind of just said is like we have A-B tests, we have pre and post, we've got things that you can look at. So we're at time. So I wanted to kind of wrap up too and say, what is kind of your main takeaway? And I don't know if that was it, but like, what would your main takeaway be for someone who's listening to, to this episode? The takeaway for someone who's listening to this episode, if you are someone who is who's just starting to demonstrate value in, in, in this channel, then start by making sure you have a, a good understanding of what is the current health of the, the, the product from an SEO perspective. 
what does the opportunity look like by looking at a keyword analysis or looking at competition? How much traffic can you be generating from this channel? And, and, and really trying to get a sense of that then to demonstrate how strong of an investment return on value could be if, if we focus on this. If you are already an advanced SEO, then it's, it's making sure that now you have some of these tools. You, you are running A-B tests. You are quantifying the impact. You are focusing on advanced SEO. You're, you're focusing on, on schema and page performance and keyword optimization. And you're looking at SEO beyond just the, the, the core SEO components. You're looking at user experience. You're losing, uh, looking at uh, returning users. You're looking at retention. You're looking at gaining market share. You're trying to build trust. So those are all things that you can also quantify and, and, and things that you need to focus on if you're an advanced SEO marketer. I like that a lot. I appreciate that you kind of broke it down into here. Your Here's your beginning steps, but also here are things that you can do once you've got those beginning steps right. Let's start employing these to really, really win. So the last thing I'll add is if you are someone on, on the executive team and try to better understand where do I start? Like th- these were like takeaways for if you are an SEO marketer, right? What if you don't have an SEO team and you're listening to, to this episode? How do you start with this channel? How do you hire? What kind of a team should you have? Again, if you're really starting early on, then look at individuals on the, on the team who have that growth focus uh, or, or user acquisition focus and see if you can leverage them. Another way, good way to, to get started is to maybe hire a consultant who can do an SEO audit, a technical SEO audit or, or full-site SEO audit of your site and, and, and demonstrate where the, the opportunities are. And, and if you are someone who have an established team focused on growth and acquisition on top of the funnel, SEO traffic is optimized, then you make sure you, you have a team where you have strong data analytics support. You have a team of SEO strategists who are continuously optimizing for advanced SEO te- uh, technical SEO. You have uh, link builders who are helping you with securing quality backlinks because, again, that's an important factor. And then you have a strong growth mindset focused engineering team who can deliver on the roadmaps that you're building. So it's, it's based on the different stages that you are in, and as an exec in investing in this channel, you're, you're focused on what kind of team that you hire and, and what kind of team, how you scale it. It's going to be different. I like that. And I feel like the way to wrap it up then would be just to say, if you don't have all of those teams, what you need to do is plan a really kick-ass SEO-a-thon so that your whole team gets involved. And if you don't have this whole team, then it's like, all right, marketers, this benefits you. Okay, dev team, this benefits you. Let's all come together to do this. And we're going to see the results in, you know, four, four to six weeks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I hope so. But this has been an absolutely incredible conversation, Abhishek. I appreciate your time and your knowledge and your expertise. In case anybody was trying to frantically take notes while you listed off all of those awesome tools, I will drop those in the show notes as well. And I will drop your LinkedIn profile in case anybody would like to connect and swap notes with you. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot again for having me. And it was a pleasure talking as you. Thanks for listening to Pros and Content brought to you by Notch. We hope you subscribe to hear more interviews with leading marketers and SaaS B2B companies. We're focused this season on how marketers prove their contribution to business growth at all stages of the funnel. You can learn more about how Notch helps you uncover your organization's true audience journey, including what drives conversions at notch.com. That's K-N-O-T-C-H dot com.